It seems everyone has their own idea of what love is. And because the definition of love has become so fuzzy, people claim to be loving while behaving any way they want. There is only one definition or description of love that really matters. Today on Drawing Near, we will take a look at God's definition of love. So open your Bible and turn to 1 Corinthians 13 as we explore a portrait of love. Let's go to the Lord in prayer together. Father, we thank you for this day. We thank you for the blessings and the provisions that you have made for today. We ask, Father, that you would guide us and direct us in how we behave and how we speak, how we react to the things that confront us today. Work through us, through our words, our actions, in all the various circumstances that we encounter to glorify yourself and to help us as we seek to grow in Jesus Christ. Guide and direct us. We ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. So today we're looking at 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verses 4 through 7. In verse 4 we read, Love suffers long and is kind. Love does not envy. Love does not parade itself, is not puffed up, does not behave rudely, does not seek its own, is not provoked, thinks no evil, does not rejoice in iniquity, but rejoices in the truth, bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. In this passage, Paul gives us some characteristics of love in both the positive and the negative terms. He tells us what love does do, but he also tells us what love doesn't do. It's interesting in these three verses that he starts out with a positive, then he gives us all of the negatives, all of the does-nots, and then he closes again with a positive, what love is. It's clearly important to not only know what is loving, but also what is not loving. If we are to not only learn about love, but to also embody loving behavior, we need to fully understand what love is and what love is not. So in verse 4, we see the first positive. Love suffers long and is kind. Those are not two aspects of love. It's a singular aspect of love. Love is patient, or love suffers with other people a long time. It doesn't just quit. It doesn't just instantly dismiss them. When someone is irritating or hard to get along with, love suffers long. God's Word tells us that God is long-suffering toward us, not willing that any should perish. I think it helps at least me to understand that other people need to be patient with me. I'm not the easiest person to live with or get along with, and recognizing that helps me to be patient with other people as well. But love isn't simply patient. Love doesn't simply suffer long with people. Love suffers long while being kind, while being gentle. Love doesn't just stay in a relationship. Love suffers long and behaves in a proper way toward the other person. They continue to speak kind, behave kind, tender, gentle. That's what love does. And it's the first thing we see here about love. Right out of the gate, God tells us that love is not what we think it is. We see love as meeting our needs, 
as being warm and fuzzy and beautiful. And what God's Word tells us is love suffers. Love is putting up with other individuals when we don't want to or when it's difficult and being kind. It's that element of staying in a relationship in a self-controlled way. Then we are given the list of negatives. Love does not envy. Love doesn't covet what someone else has. Love is happy the other person has it and doesn't think badly of them for having it and doesn't want what they have. Love doesn't parade itself. It doesn't go around saying, look at me, look at me. Love is about the other person. Then we see love is not puffed up. It's not bragging. Uh, You're not a braggart. You're not going around talking about yourself and building yourself up. This word puffed up comes from the idea of working a billows and pumping a lot of air into something. Verse 5 says, love does not behave rudely. Love is courteous. Love behaves in a proper manner. It is not rude. Rudeness has become commonplace in our culture. It is a form of humor for a lot of people, putting people down, picking at one another, uh, chipping away at somebody's character or emotions. Rudeness is everywhere, to the point that we don't seem to care what we say or when we say it, because we can laugh it off as humorous. Then we learn that love does not seek its own. Love is not self-serving. It's not all about me. Love seeks the good of other people. Rather than cause harm, love seeks to prevent harm. Love is considerate. Then we're told love is not provoked. Some translations will say is not easily provoked. When a person is loving, it's very difficult for them to be provoked to anger or rude behavior or treating someone in an unkind way. Love is deep and genuine, and it's very, very difficult to crack the shell of true love. It's not easily provoked. It's not thin-skinned. The last thing we see in verse 5 is, love thinks no evil. Love doesn't immediately think bad of someone else. Doesn't judge their heart or their condition. Love thinks better of other individuals. Gives people the benefit of the doubt. Then the final negative is seen at the first part of verse 6. Love does not rejoice in iniquity. Love doesn't approve of sin in another person's life. Love is not saying, I don't care what you do, everything's okay. Although we don't judge someone's motives, we don't think evil of someone, when we see sin in someone's life, love doesn't approve of it. Love disapproves of it. And then Paul transitions into the positives by saying, rather than rejoicing in iniquity, love rejoices in the truth. Love rejoices as other individuals come to know the truth and live out the truth. A.T. Robertson says, love rejoices with the angels. And this isn't just talking about rejoicing in righteous behavior. It's the idea of rejoicing in another individual as they come to a greater knowledge of the truth of God. In verse 7, the positive aspects of love continue. Love bears all things. It's the idea of of being a structure that is strong 
and can bear up under a heavy load. And that heavy load is the difficult behaviors of other people. It goes back to the idea of being patient and kind. It doesn't break down. Love doesn't break down under the constant assault that comes from living in relationships with other people. Love stays strong. It bears up. It bears all things. Love believes all things. In other words, love doesn't become negative about other people. Love has some kind of belief that other people are primarily good. Now, not good in that there is none good but God, but love doesn't become embittered with other people and constantly assume that other people are, are wrong or bad or evil or negative or hurtful. Love sees the bright side in other people. And then we're told love hopes all things. And it goes along with the idea of believes all things. Love has hope that God will work in other people's lives, that other people will grow. Love doesn't quit on people, but rather is hopeful. And then love endures all things. Enduring love is persevering love. It's the idea of someone like a soldier carrying a heavy pack or a heavy load on their back. They carry it forward. They endure. They don't quit. They don't sit down and throw off the pack and then just quit. Rather, they continue on while carrying the heavy load. Do you see how different God's description of love is from the world's, from our cultures? Love is patient while being kind. It's not bitter over what someone else has, whether it's a possession or attention or achievement. It doesn't parade itself around or be puffed up. It's not all about self. It doesn't go around treating people rudely, anyone, people who are close to us or people that we just casually bump into. It doesn't behave rudely. It's not self-seeking, and it's not easily provoked to anger or bad behavior. Love thinks the best of other people. It doesn't think evil. Love does not rejoice or approve of sin in other people's lives. It doesn't simply pass over it, but rather it rejoices in the truth. And when people come to the knowledge of Jesus Christ and faith, love is strong. It bears up under all things. It believes through all things. It continues to hope in all things. Circumstances don't whittle it down. Don't break it down. It is strong and it endures all things. The reference to all things four times in verse 7 is critical. True love lasts. It doesn't break down. It doesn't quit and run off. We seem to think it's okay to say, I just don't love that person anymore. That's not acceptable because we are commanded to love one another. We're commanded to live in loving relationships with everyone, including our enemies. Love is not this emotional thing. Love is behaving a particular way. Love is behaving in a Christ-like way. You can see Jesus in all of these descriptions of what love is and what love is not. Jesus had every right to cling to his heavenly position but instead he lowered himself, he humbled himself, and became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. 
Jesus didn't come to be served, his words, but to serve. He came to seek and to save the lost. We need to understand this concept of love. It is important that we take time, slow down, and evaluate our relationships, evaluate our attitudes, our words, our behaviors toward others, and deliberately meditate on how we can be, how we can live out this love in our relationships with those around us. It will change our world. Stop treating people rudely. Stop being interested in only what you can get out of relationships. Develop some thick skin and a tender heart. Suffer with other people. Not suffer while they're suffering. Put up with them. Suffer with their immaturities, with their carnal nature, with their rudeness. Suffer with them. Bear up and persevere. Have a positive attitude all while not approving of people who are sinning and rejoicing with those who are growing in Christ. This is God's picture of what love is, and it's very different than what we are surrounded by. Father, thank you for your love, the love expressed through all that you do, but also expressed through the Lord Jesus Christ and the work of your Holy Spirit in us and around us. Thank you for not quitting on us, even though there is no redeeming or lovable quality within us. You have every right to dismiss us, to discard us, and yet you bear with us. You're long-suffering toward us. You continue to work in us and develop us. Father, we thank you for this, and I pray that you would help us to be that kind of loving person to other people to show your love to other people by the way we love them. It will hurt. It's painful. It's burdensome. But that's what love is. That's what love does. Give us understanding. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. Thank you for studying with us today. You can subscribe to these podcasts on Apple iTunes, Google Play, or the Facebook page, Drawing Near. Drawing Near is a ministry of FBC Tip City, provided with the hope that we will draw near to God and He will draw near to us.